Alright, hello everyone. Uh, welcome back to uh, Seth Spins. I finally named the podcast. So, uh, exciting. round of applause for me. That's pretty exciting. Um, I have a couple of things written down for today, but first I wanted to introduce Zoe Robinson. Hi, it's me. She's I... going to be uh, on this podcast today. I just cut her off really badly there. That's that was okay. Really fun. I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the wall as if I was looking at a camera to introduce myself, and then I realized that there's not one. It's just a microphone. That's super exciting super fun <laughs> we love that um so i've written a couple of things down but i think the one thing i want to talk about first is uh the grammys i think that's a pretty good one yeah that is a, probably a good idea there's there i think there's two things in particular that i want to talk about one being uh billy eilish winning all four of the major categories yeah she's like the first woman to ever win mm-hmm. all four I, th- I believe she's also the second person in general Heck yeah which is incredible that's amazing what do you think about that i love that first of all i love the fact that she's like the first woman to ever do that because like i think a lot uh, i think billy eilish gets a lot of like hate and stuff like that because um she's just like an indie pop singer and because mm-hmm. like certain choices that she makes with her fashion sense and like all that kind of stuff i think she gets a lot of hate on the internet um but i think that like one thing that keeps billy like I guess relevant or like is like important for her is that she's always producing music that she enjoys and that like she has full creative control over it like her and her brother Mm -hmm. do all of the like producing for her music and so like she's 100% herself and just like seeing that like this young kid is like growing up in fame and she's like taking it and she's like making it her own as opposed to like doing it for the wrong reasons I think it's really important that like, young girls can look up to, like, an idol that's like that. Because, like, I think a lot of the people, a lot of the strong women that are in music today are important role models. But I think Billie Eilish is, like, a really, just, like, a really good one for kids to look up to. And, like, just the fact that, like, she's, like, this young woman who's already so successful. I'm excited to see what happens next, if you will. I think, I think it's really interesting to see how different she is from everyone else in her, True. like, sphere. Like, just not even just talking about, like, her aesthetic or um, how she presents herself, which is in and of itself different, but also what she creates musically is so left field from anything else that's being put out there. I mean, if you compare it to Ariana Grande, you compare it to Lizzo, any anybody else that was on that stage, it's, it's completely different stuff, and especially production-wise, which I want to talk about... Um, so obviously with Billie Eilish, it's her name is on the product, right? It's her name and her name alone, although it's common knowledge at this point that her brother is half of that operation. Yeah. What do you think about that, that her brother, who is definitely getting way more recognition now than he did mm-hmm. before, but how, how do you feel about um, the fact that it's named Billie Eilish, but her brother has just as much I think. <clears throat> I think when it comes to that, I think that... I think, so obviously, like, producers often if not always don't get the recognition that the stars do because it is her face that's attached to it obviously because like she's the one singing she's going to be the one promoting all that kind of stuff so it's definitely more of a risk for an artist to take to put out something than a a producer is so like if this album um, if like she put out another album and it bombed due to the production quality it would be Billie Eilish's name that would be um, that would be kind of like dis- slandered. slandered. Way, yeah. um, it wouldn't be his name because like she's the one that's putting her face. So it's a lot more risk for her. And like I understand that because she's like writing the songs and all that kind of stuff. But I also think her brother 
Like, I enjoy the recognition that and the ownership that her brother does take of it because I think that he's kind of unique um, than other producers often because he does put his name to the thing and, like, obviously it's, like, it's his sister that he he wants to protect her and all that kind of stuff. And I think the um, involvement that he is at is, like, really unique and I think that's what makes part of her sound so unique because it is a brother and sister duo um, while it might just be, like, Billie Eilish because it's her songs and she's, like, it's her emotions that she's kind of putting out. I like the fact that he's getting some of the recognition. Like, I think a lot of people are, like, kind of finally addressing production side of music because mm-hmm. often it's not addressed. And I and I understand it because I'm a film Mm-hmm. major and so like a lot of times like in the oscars we don't see the production side of things often absolutely um and so i think that seeing this production side is also very important and i like how they do that where they like you know they address both things mm-hmm. i i think it's nice how did you um feel about her performance at the grammys did you watch the grammys um, I didn't. <laughs> did, did you see any of, like, the clips on YouTube or I saw like that? some of the clips. I, it, the Grammys was, like, right after I was on a forensics trip, and mm-hmm. I, so I was on the way back, so instead of watching it, I did go to sleep. Um, I went, I did some homework, and I went to bed, so I didn't actually watch it, nor did I watch her performance, so I mm-hmm. can't comment on that. Um, well, the performance was, was pretty interesting. She, uh, sang When the Party's Over, which I thought was a really interesting song to yeah because you would think nine times out of ten that she would just go with bad guy because Mm -hmm. that's the song that everybody recognizes her for but the thing is is that she has like six or seven singles off of that one album that all charted extremely high Mm -hmm. so it was i thought it was very interesting that she went for a song that i don't think was necessarily her biggest song whatsoever but i think it was the song that maybe best showed her talents rather Mm -hmm. than necessarily her brothers because that song has very very minimal production it's yeah. mostly just her voice it's like that song and um wish you were gay were kind of the mm-hmm. two that sort of really showcased her vocal talents instead of more of like a whispery sort of uh raspy vocal inflection yeah. so i thought that was really interesting um and those then just also two like really emotional songs to no, like her and absolutely. they explain her as an artist or those mm-hmm. two songs i like that she's picking like songs that define her as mm-hmm. a person rather than like picking like what the fans would want to see like mm-hmm. like a lot of artists when they go to the grammys they'll pick like their most popular songs even if it's not the song that they themselves identify with the most i like that she went with that that's a good that's a good pick it was a good performance i i do recommend you watch it just because I, I think you'd enjoy it but <laughs> yeah. also i think it's just a really fun uh time but um as you know it's like they perform all these songs they invite all these artists to come perform and then they actually announce who won Mm-hmm. Right, so there's no like pressure to like you know. Oh, I didn't even win. Why should I even sing this kind of a thing? But <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But um, they announced the winner was Billie Eilish out of like I think eight mm-hmm. people, and um, she goes up to the stage and she says, "I think Ariana Grande should have this." And then Ariana Grande is like, "No, no, no, you should have it. You should have it." And she's Aww. like, "You just make so much good music," and it's like, "I don't know why I'm up here and you're not." Do you have any comment on that whatsoever? Um, I think it's quite important to point out to this podcast that uh, Seth is an Ariana Grande fan, I, so I'm they, not They surprised. know at this point if they uh, heard the last one. Um, I didn't. I haven't listened to the last one. I listened to it a little bit, so I haven't heard all of it. But mm-hmm. but just like as an artist, funny. I know you know of her like enough to comment. Yeah, like. I think. Yeah, I don't 
like I get why she said it. I don't like it when artists are like, oh, you should have won, like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff because it, it like with that whole thing with Kanye and Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it just takes away from like the accomplishment that you made. Like she mm-hmm. made like this big accomplishment and she won that award and like there's a reason that she won it and not Ariana Grande, obviously. But when they do stuff like that, it's like, oh, but, like, you want it. Like, like, I I understand why she did it, because she is so young, and I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, you should have won this, like, completely and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, oh, I just wish she would have, like, been like, yeah, like, I deserve this award, and I'm super happy that I got it. Because she, like, earned that award. Mm-hmm. And, like, Ariana also earned that award, but, like, in the end, like... You know, mm-hmm. I know. I know with a lot of these like trophy awards, like the EGOT, like Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, Tonys, all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of um, a lot of commentary on how they're kind of outdated, and that the boards that sort of make these award shows are like super out of touch. Yes. So, do you think <laughs> that would have influenced her whatsoever in doing that, since she is so young? I don't know. I I think that yes, the people that decide all this stuff are very out of date that is true um and i think yeah maybe it's like that but also she's like this young woman that won and like yeah i i don't know that's a good question that i just don't know the answer to very existential existential. (laughs) that's what i'm going for obviously oh very good did did okay sorry you said that and i just wanted to ask did she is she like playing someone on Broadway, or is it like um, Ariana Grande? No, uh, Billy Eilish. Eilish. I'm not. Is she sure. playing like Cosette? I know that her. Um, I believe it's her mother was involved in all that kind of stuff. So there's a very good chance. I thought like I heard that she was like gonna play Cosette on the on the Broadway. I would believe it. It's fair. So is she going for that EGOT or what? <laughs> is she going to get a Tony or what? She's going to get that Oscar. She's going to get an Oscar, Tony. I can see it. I mean, I some people her. have already gotten really close that are mostly like musicians. Like I know yeah. uh, Childish Gambino's getting up there. I want Childish Gambino to win an EGOT so bad. I want him to make another album, please, and thank you. Childish Gambino, come back to us. Please. We miss you. We miss you so much. <laughs> Community's been gone for too long. <laughs> we just want to. Oh my God, I miss Community. It's so, so good. Um, Lin Manuel, big big EGOT guy. Mm-hmm. I really want Lemon Wong. Mr. Miranda. Mr. Sure. Miranda, if you will. Please. I'm literally waiting. I mean, he's gone, like, full into acting. Yeah, I know. He wasn't... I haven't seen the... We're just talking about EGOTs now. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen... What's it called? It's tangentially Na- related. Nanny McPhee? Is that what he's mm-hmm. in? Is that... Is it Nanny McPhee? I can't confirm nor deny I don't suspicion. think that it's Nanny McPhee. What is... <laughs> <laughs> Nanny McPhee's a different movie. The Nanny... That flies with an umbrella. Uh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> Isn't he in Mary Poppins? I'm sure he's not Mary Poppins herself. I, I can tell know. you that much. He plays my favorite character, like the chimney sweep. See, all I remember from Mary Poppins are like the penguins. Um, so, what? You know, you know, like the little penguin yes, scene, like the original, original. Yeah, Lin Manuel plays the chimney sweep in that scene. Oh, very interesting. The okay. penguins are in the live action. I keep wanting to say Nanny McPhee. Can we make a live action Nanny McPhee even though that already exists? But like, can we just do it again? Change.org. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Welcome to this podcast about music. We We're talking about music. Nanny McPhee. We talk about music and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and, and Nanny McPhee. Uh, Nanny McPhee. Um, Matilda, also a good one. 
Stop. Um, I guess the next thing I wanted to talk about, um, I know that we recently had like a Knives Out showing, which, um, amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's so good. Um, but it was, it was directed by Ryan Johnson who did the, uh, Star Wars movies, which is, I know there's plenty of opinions on that. Haven't seen them personally, but, um. You haven't seen a single Star Wars movie? The new ones. The new ones. Oh, okay. Like the latest trilogy. I would say that. I, I just, I've heard some things. Oh, my God. You know what I mean. But, um, so I wanted to talk about uh, Knives Out's titular reference. So the title itself okay. is a reference to a song called Knives Out. you got to get closer to that mic, boy. Why Sorry. are you attacking me? No, <laughs> because but, um, you're so far away from it. There, It has a titular reference called, uh, the song itself is called Knives Out, and it's an old Radiohead song from, like, 2001. Oh. Uh-huh. And um, Ryan Johnson basically said, um, I really like this song and I named the movie after it because I think it sort of like exemplifies the movie, but I totally can't get the rights to it. So <laughs> I'm just going to like hope they don't sue me. That's Please hilarious. watch my movie. Which, I love that. What do, you, what do you think about the fact that he like named a movie after a song he couldn't even buy the copyright for? That, I don't think you understand how happy that makes me. <laughs> I, Shelby says this a lot, eat the rich. Um, <laughs> and, rich. and the fact that he can't buy the rights to it, hilarious that he would just use it anyway. That makes me absolutely cackle. And also, I have a feeling, no scam, no joke, I think that most movies and, like, books are named after songs that they couldn't get the rights to and they just did it anyway. Like, that, like, hot take, changed my mind, that's for sure what happens. <laughs> like, half the things. Oh, sorry. Half the things that exist in this world are named after songs, but nobody knows it until someone. Also, yeah, no, that's all I have to say. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I pulled up the quote if you want to hear it. But, oh, um, yes, please. So, so Ryan Johnson said this, and he said, Obviously the movie has nothing to do with the song. I'm just a massive Radiohead fan, and I love that album, and I love that song. Quote, that phrase, that turn of phrase is always stuck in my head, and it just seemed like a great title for a murder mystery. So apologies to Tom York, who's the lead singer and the producer and everyone in Radiohead. I hope they're okay with it. Ah! <laughs> I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. That makes me appreciate that movie so much more than I already do. I love that movie, and I, now I stand that movie. That was, like, my favorite movie of last year. My favorite movie of last year was Little Women, and I'll say it again. I, I need to see again. Little Women. It's so good. Anyway, but that makes me really happy. <laughs> um, so um, I listened to uh, Mac Miller's posthumous album about a week ago, and um, it was very good. I, I don't know if you've heard that or not, um, but I it's haven't. not necessarily what I'm talking about. But what I was going to ask was, what do you think of like posthumous albums in general? Could you explain to me what that means? So a posthumous album would be something that is released after the artist has passed away. Oh, okay. Like, do you feel like that's... I know, I know with that one, many people considered it, like, very tasteful and, like, they did it according to his wishes or whatever, but mm-hmm. what do you think of, like, the general idea of, like, releasing music after someone has passed away so they can't, like, have a say in it? That is, that is an interesting question. That's a deep one. I think that, like... Because he recorded all the songs before he passed, obviously. With that one in particular, yes. Like, they were all fully recorded. So he was, like, he had a say in the written lyrical point of it because he himself sang them and recorded them and that kind of stuff. Um, I think that is a tough one because I feel like maybe 
Like, I feel like artists that are up to that caliber and, like, are releasing their music to the public, like, they might start out creating music for themselves and not to be heard by anybody else, but, like, I think by the point that you get to, like, Mac Miller's status or, like, other celebrities that would have the, like, ex Tentacion or whatever his name is, um, like, those people are, like, they make music for the fans at that point. Like, they, they're right for themselves, but they record in the idea that they'll release it to like their fan base so i like i understand why you would do that because it's like if you're recording it it's intending to go out and maybe like some of the song like i feel like a lot of like so i'm gonna i promised myself i wouldn't talk about water parks but here i am i i was expecting you let's hear it (laughs) so it's more like like i have this like, when water parks, they, like, will release, but sometimes you can't include all of the songs you record, and right. so, like, those songs just get lost. But, like, I think water parks is a good, do, good, does a good thing where every once in a while they'll just do an EP of all the songs that they had to cut off of the thing. Right. And you can kind of tell from, like, the way they tweet and that kind of stuff where it's, like, they wish they could be able to re- release all of the music they make, but sometimes it's just not plausible right so i think that like if you are releasing something after that person's death that they recorded and they were excited on releasing like Mm -hmm. it makes sense because they they recorded it while they were alive intending to share it with the world so why would you keep it right locked away where like so their final like kind of what they were creating before they died never actually gets to be like that's a really interesting approach because I've never heard of somebody instead of making like a B-sides album when they were alive, they made like EPs. Is, yeah, it was it? more of like he released one EP, but he can't put it like on iTunes because technically it's like the like the record label's property oh, and yeah. not his. <laughs> right. And so like he put it on like an EP that you can find on SoundCloud. I think it's pretty interesting to talk about this kind of thing, especially with regards to like organization, because I know a lot I of people you're about care. To say organs. <laughs> <laughs> with regards to organs, no, but um, with like organization of an album versus like individual songs, which mm-hmm. I think would make the EP thing work really well, mm-hmm. because if an artist has a bunch of songs in their vault or whatever, and then they release them as an EP, there's no expectation that they like fit together. Yeah. But with an album, I know a lot of people would say, "Oh, you've released a posthumous album. Sure, all of those songs individually were recorded." And, like, are the way the artist wants them to be. But there's also the whole idea of, like, where the songs are put. Yeah. Which I think is really important to a lot of people, yeah, myself right. included. Which I, I think it's interesting to talk about just how, like... Yeah, who decides? Owl. Like, yeah, I feel like the artist gets to decide the order of things. Because, like, here's here's another Water Parks thing where it's, like, their fandom album, every single song leads into the next song. Right. Which is super cool. And it's, like, so, like, obviously the artist got to decide which songs go where. So that's interesting that you're taking away that ability from the artist, like, if you're doing post-mortem an album. Because they don't get to decide where the songs are. Because, like, a song can change meaning based off of what song is before or after it. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially if it's, like, the original meaning. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Because you, the artist, so, like, I guess, like, a the album that comes after death i'm not gonna pronounce it because i can't (laughs) like you keep saying it and i'm not posthumous posthumous word of the day word of the day posthumous so a posthumous album it's not fully what the artist intended it obviously because Mm -hmm. the artist 
did the lyrics and like the organization of the song itself, but they didn't get to handle the production quality or the order. Mm-hmm. So you can't, the posthumous album is not necessarily from the artists themselves, but it's like, it's started by the artist and finished by the family members or mm-hmm. producers. So it's not fully what that artist intended with it. But it's, like, the best guess because, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're dead. So they <laughs> right. can't really... <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily that you're taking away that mm-hmm. right, but it's definitely... Like, when you listen to it, you need to keep in mind that it's not necessarily what the song was supposed to be. Right. It's almost kind of like a different piece of work at that point. Like, yeah. I feel like... Um, it Obviously, it depends on how and when the artist passes away. I know in Mac Miller's case, it was basically done... And then the producer had talked with him about what he wanted to do before he had passed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it was like, oh, he already told me I want to hear strings or something on this cut. So it makes sense for me to put strings on this because it's obviously what he wanted me to do. Whereas you have other artists like Tentacion or whatever who, <laughs> you know, nobody has any idea what he wanted to do because those are so far back in the vault. Yeah. You know? so, so there's definitely that point where it's like it can mean mm-hmm. different things depending on when they pass away. But... um. Yeah, I just, I thought that was an interesting... It is an interesting thought, because at what point does it stop being the original artist's work? Right, because I would say with the Mac Miller one that I listened to, like, that was still the original artist's work, because it was basically done. Yeah. But I know, like, whenever I've listened to some others, I was like, this is so far away from what they originally have done that it's almost like... It's almost like, I wouldn't call it bad, I would just call it, like different like it's not necessarily their (laughs) work anymore it's almost like a producer featured them or something yeah like it's not quite their song but like it's their voice which like their words it's it's a very interesting sort of shift it's very it's very odd that's kind of the it's definitely odd it's like i don't think that ever there's going to be like a a clean cut Mm -hmm. right or wrong to release a post post posthumous Posthumous. (laughs) album we love big words (laughs) i'm afraid (laughs) dr hershey wrote on my comments today a word that i didn't understand and then he made fun of me oh my gosh i love that anyway so um there never will be a right or wrong to it i think Mm -hmm. but i understand why you would do it because okay i think i think it is okay to release the songs because they were recorded intending to release but also to put a disclaimer that it's not fully what the artists like right. planned for it so you, you could say like oh like write like demo or something on demo. it or, you know <laughs> just version. have maybe some kind of label that says hey this isn't the artist's like stamp of yeah. approval or something it should, like, like that. It should be labeled because I know, I know, I know. For me, that's kind of like the difference is that there's not that artistic stamp of approval. I have said I can release this because yeah. I know, it, I know it's partially the label. It's partially like they have a set deadline that they have to hit with most like record yeah. uh, contracts, and uh, then there's the artist. So it's kind of like a threefold thing, but that you're you're taking one of those away. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we, we, we can say, oh, the next of kin says it's okay to release, but that's still a completely different person. Yeah. So it might, Also, it, yeah. It, I don't know. It might be interesting to have a label like that. Yeah, I think probably, like, labeling it that it's a posthumous mm-hmm. album mm-hmm. would probably... That's how I would feel okay with it, is to label it, that mm-hmm. it's not quite 100% the artist's work. It's, like, it was started by the artist, but ended by... 
Mm-hmm. A gro- a gaggle uh, of other people. <laughs> word Google. choice. Interesting. <laughs> I wanted to say group, but I wanted to say gaggle so bad, so I said gaggle <laughs> instead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? You, you let me on this podcast. Uh, we love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oops. When I have two canned responses for anything Zoe says. <laughs> we, literally, Seth doesn't actually have conversations with me. He just no, goes, I, just I say something and he goes, we love that. Or, <laughs> as a treat. <laughs> as, a, as a treat, we can talk about the next topic. We can talk about posthumous You guys albums. can have another topic as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I thought this was really interesting. So I was trying to think about like ways to find music because obviously we all tend to sort of just like find an artist we like and just... Me. Stop looking. It's me. <laughs> I only listen to water parks and it's nothing like we, else. We just listen to water parks and that's it. No more. No more, no less. So, so I was trying to figure out like how to find new music. And something interesting that I thought about was um, I actually realized that one of the ways that I've sort of looked for stuff is uh, samples in music. Do you know what samples are? No. Interpolation, samples, anything like that. Interpolation? So, what are all these so, words? Okay, so production. You know what production is. I do know. So a sample is essentially taking an older song that has already been made and putting that song into the production of another song, but flipping it somehow. So like the best song ever by One Direction. I think that is the case, yes. The beginning of it is like an old song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I think that's the case. But like most pop music has samples. um, Yes. Okay. Almost all hip hop. Uh, use the okay, samples because like because okay. like let's say let's say yeah okay so you, so you understand I what do understand what it's like an older song that's been put into another song yes and like an interpolation would be like if they sang something a similar way where it's like obviously a reference it's kind of like a reference uh, without the song okay, itself so it's like it's like an illusion a sample is like you literally took the, <laughs> the sound file and you threw it in there and changed it up okay a an interpolation is just kind of like a reference musically okay if that makes sense okay so um I realized, I found this website, and it's called whosampled.com, mm-hmm. and what you can do is you can type in, like, any artist, any song, any genre, or anything like that, and it will pull up things that um, that, that specific search query was sampled by and what they sampled. Both. Oh, my God. So, like, let's say let's say I'm an Ariana Grande stan just for <laughs> just, kicks. Just for kicks and games. So, like, let's say I looked up her latest album. It would pull up, um, <laughs> what's a good example? Um... She put a song called uh, Ghostin' on there, I believe. And it's, like, in the center of the album. And um, it samples Mac Miller because he had passed away. Oh. So she kind of took that sort of... I believe it was from his, like, album, like, his last album at that point. But um, she took, like, a sample from that song and sort of flipped it. Mm -hmm. But what you can do with that is you can find artists you like. So say I liked Ariana Grande. I could find that that sample was used and be like, oh, I liked how that was used in that song find that song and then listen to that and be like, oh, I may or may not like this artist or genre or whatever. Mm. And I've actually done this a couple of times and, like, found music I really, really enjoyed. That's interesting. So what do you, what do you think of that in general? Just, like, that is definitely that approach. interesting, for sure. I don't know if I would do that personally, but I could see how you do that. I think that that's a lot of work. It is a lot. Of, it is a lot of work, but that, again, that was just me like trying to find different ways no, yeah. to find stuff. Because sometimes I feel like I get caught in a trap of just like not looking for new music and just being like, I only listen to the same two people. <laughs> you listen to the same two songs on for repeat. the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really interesting way to find. Because you like the typical way to find music is like 
Spotify mm-hmm. all that recommends me this song that I don't really like. Or, like, YouTube, like, if you watch a lot of music videos like I do, like, YouTube starts recommending you different music to listen to. So that's, like, the typical one. So that's, like, it's kind of hit or miss when it comes to that. Um, But, like, I feel like if you look for the sample of what your artists that you already love use, it's kind of, it would make, it probably would be more accurate that you would find other artists that are similar that you also would enjoy because the artists that you already enjoy are using music from these other artists Mm -hmm. that yeah no that makes sense for sure what um what's your preferred way of finding new music um my preferred way of finding music is i follow alt press on um instagram if you know what alt press is it's um a music magazine but it's like specifically like an alternative music magazine because i like alt music like pop punk, like water parks. <laughs> and so like they'll often feature new artists on their page um, and their magazines. They like to have upcoming artists and that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like where I found a lot of music, like water parks I found off of there, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I also, I am a filmmaking major. One of my dream roles is a uh, is a music video director. Mm-hmm. I love music videos. I love them so much. And so I watch a lot of u- music videos on YouTube. Like, that's what I spend, like, 95% of my time doing is watching music videos. Um, and so because I listen to music so much on YouTube, it starts recommending me music. And so that's also... I find that YouTube usually gives me artists that make the most sense based off of the thing. Because, like, mm-hmm. my Apple Music does it based off of our entire family's music choice. Right. And my dad does not listen to the same music as me. Um, nor does my brother. My brother's definitely more like you. Mm-hmm. He loves Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all that kind of stuff. Um, big Mariah Carey fan, my brother is. Mm-hmm. Um, Who has the strongest voice. That's my favorite artist, basically. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Yeah, so it's who can, like who can go the most octaves? <laughs> octaves, mm-hmm. God. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of like it's Apple Music is kind of a little bit more scattered when it comes to that, and I just would prefer to listen to my own music um, than listen to that. And then Spotify, I don't use often, um, but I find that Spotify has pretty good like. Um, sometimes if I'm in the mood, I'll put on like a playlist uh, that like Spotify puts together, like the emo playlist or the pop punk playlist especially if like one of my favorite artists is featured on that playlist i will put that one on i'll do a little shuffle for the past couple of years i've been finding new music at the alt press music awards <laughs> and so like all the artists that perform i'm like okay well, what's going on here how do the alt press music awards work um it's like any award show it's just in the summertime and it's like it's like the Grammys, but for like alternative music kind okay. of thing. They get Scullies. <laughs> um, oh, I had an I had a really good idea of where I typically get my music now, but it's gone. It left my brain so fast. What was I talking about? Oh, concerts. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I like headliners and stuff. Yeah, like I'll go to a water parks headliner show, and like they have so many good artists. Like mm. there's. There was this one time I went to a water park show, and the people that were opening was a band called Set It... Not Set It Off. Sleep On It. Mm-hmm. And so I downloaded, like, all of this. And so they were... Sleep On It was opening. This band named 
chapel was uh, opening. Chapel is an American, uh, American, Atlanta-based band. They're (laughs) They're great. They're an American band. No, um, you wouldn't know her. (laughs) Chapel is an amazing band. They're from Atlanta, and um, they've got a girl drummer, and she is so powerful. Um, Sleep on it is also really good. I'm just gonna start recommending my music now to everybody else. And then as it is was also opening for water parks, and. I stan, like, Patty Walters. He's the lead singer, and he used to be a YouTuber, and I've literally stanned him since he started his YouTube career. And so I was so excited, and so I put all of their... I'd never done this before, but I put literally every single song from every single band into a playlist and just played that for, like, the month leading up to the, like, concert. And now I stan all those bands forever because their music is so good. And so, like, doing that, I always get a lot of local concerts like mm-hmm. local scene and support those bands support your local bands support your local bands mm-hmm. so yeah that's usually how i find music is concerts probably. concerts are a really good way to do it i feel like because you have to have um with with those headliners and all that kind of stuff it has to be stuff that fits what you're going for for sure it's like you can't go to like a pop punk concert and have like some you know jazz guy come out like it's not gonna <laughs> you know it's not gonna work very <laughs> well everybody's gonna about. leave you know <laughs> I'm but, ready to mosh, and this guy walks out, and it's like... Like Kenny G walks out and just starts a solo. Wait, okay, that might actually be great. <laughs> I would bring stand. Kenny G back to my concert. The water parks bring Kenny G out. <laughs> but also, it's like you have to have stuff that, like, A, they like, but also that fits. Yeah. So it's sure. like, there's definitely a little variation. It's like, you can have, like, different genres, but, like, as long as it sort of works with your audience, it's you all about, like... You can have a different genre as a treat. You can, you can have <laughs> one other genre as a treat. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Um, I think con- concerts are the bomb.com. If you have an opportunity to go to a concert, go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I, I stand them. I think that's the best way to find your music. Um, and even if you don't really like the other bands that perform, you still get to see your favorite band or like a right. band that you do like. So like, it's like you always win in the scenario because you might go and you might stand all the openers, mm-hmm. um, and you might stand your headliner, but if you go and you don't stand the openers, you still, you still the stand the headliner. It's like you still <laughs> and went and you still got there. what you wanted. You literally can only get more. You literally only get more treats. Mm-hmm. You, know? you only like, get more <laughs> treats. You can have even more one, even more than one piece of salami. You can have one headliner <laughs> as a treat. <laughs> Welcome to Mean Seth's brain. It connects <laughs> this, on a this different is literally level. Not, it is 25 eight, <laughs> like just constantly, but. <laughs> Do you uh do you want to just recommend music that you've been listening to lately? God, I can This is your pedestal. This is your soapbox. This, this is it. I'm going to come on to this podcast again, and I'm going to do the exact same thing. It's just going to be a revolving door of people that want to say <laughs> what they're listening to. I love to say. I love to say things. Okay. Um, let's see. I've been listening to... I, I have two playlists. I have my emo playlist and then my, like, non-emo playlist. And on my non-emo playlist, my fave bands are Abso Facto. Stan him. He's so cool. Ooh. Um, he does like he has a TikTok song, you know, the you just wanna watch me dissolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um Slow. Billie Eilish. Dodie. She's a YouTuber too. I've heard of Dodie. She okay. slaps. Love Dodie. Noah Khan. He's been my favorite recently. I'll put my phone down for that. Noah Khan <laughs> has been my favorite for sure very recently. Like I 
all of his songs are so amazing and I highly recommend him more than like any other artist that I've listened to in the past like two months. Noah Khan. Noah Khan. K-A-H-A-N. I got recommended him at the end of last semester and I have stanned him since. Definitely look into that. He just released a new, like his first debut album. Debut album. Um, called Busy Head, and oh my god, I cry. They're so good. The songs are so good. My favorite one is Come Down. That's my favorite song, if you want to check it out. Come Down, Noah Khan. Yes. K-A-H-A-N? K-A-H-A-N. Love it. Yes. All right. Um, Wallows, and Cave Town, and Childish Gambino. Those are my, those are, those have been my faves. Um, if you're looking for a Rome-based band. Ooh. Hey Chroma, Ben Ali recommended Hey Chroma to me, and I've I've been pretty obsessed recently. I won't lie. Stan Chroma, Stan Ben Ali. Stan Hey Chroma, Stan hey, Ben Ali. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're a really good band. I very much enjoy them. I also really love. You should have Ben Ali on this podcast. Absolutely. Because Ben Ali, lo- like, I will has, force him onto this podcast. He's he literally sitting in another room right now. Like he's sitting. If we yell loud enough, can we get him in? <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. I think, yeah, so Hey Chroma, Rome-based band. I think they're Rome-based, but they're, like, hmm. solid. They're a solid band. It's exciting. Yeah. I'll people. definitely look into that. Yeah. And then my emo bands are Waterparks. That's it. <laughs> you have to have a rock in your life, and for Zoe, that's Waterparks. <laughs> Literally, I... If you take anything from this podcast. <laughs> the only thing constant is water price in my life. <laughs> Things are constantly happening except for Every water. song is a bop, though. Like, it I'm is. not going to lie. Have you listened to them yet? Yes. Thank God. They're very good. God. I tried to I tried to form a poetry piece around a water like a bunch of mm. water park songs. That's when you know you're a fan is when you, do, yeah. you start poetry. Well, here's the thing is I tried to do, form a poetry piece for forensics, and I really failed. Um, it's not going to happen <laughs> anymore. But, like, it's a really cool concept. If someone says they don't like emo and pop punk, I just want to let you know that they're lying to you. Yeah, I know. Everybody's emo Absolutely. a little bit. <laughs> if you put that in the car, everyone is is singing. Like it's it's Here, here's instant. here's my proof. Put on Don't Trust Me by 303. And Love 303. You, yeah. So, if you put on that song and not everybody is bopping, why are you friends with them? Exactly. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Check Yes Juliet. That's Juliet. Slaps. It's so good. It slaps. It has no right being as good as it is. <laughs> That's true. Um, I'm trying to think of another um, like absolute bop, absolute banger that is when put on, everybody reacts in the car. And that's my proof. I also have an angry playlist, but I won't reference that right now. That's <laughs> we won't of... talk about the angry playlist. <laughs> we won't talk about that. You can have um, one angry playlist. It's a treat. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There's like... There's like a song that like as soon as you put it on, everybody in the car goes wild. No, it's just Don't Trust Me, I think. Don't Trust Me 303, listen. Don't Trust Me 303, big. If you haven't listened to Don't Trust Me by 303 and you're 19 years old at this point, you're in college, you're 18, 19, 20, 21. Somewhere in that age range. We're somewhere somewhere in there, I think. (laughs) Somewhere in there. If you know your age within five (laughs) years... You should listen to 303, Don't Trust Me. Anybody should listen to 303. And if you haven't, I'm disappointed. Wow. And that's how I'd like to end Zoe the podcast. Zoe will judge you. <laughs> that's how I'd like to 
uh, that's my final thought. On that's the your podcast. final thought. Um, I don't I, know if you had anything else to say. I've, I've just got like three albums I just want to recommend. Oh, go ahead. Um, just real quick before I we close out here. <laughs> so, so he thinks she's okay with go that, ahead. I guess. Um, I've been listening to um, Everything Everything recently, which is kind of like a pop, like Afrobeat kind of thing. It's very interesting. It kind of sounds like, um, I don't really know what it sounds like, but it's a very good band. Um, I've been listening to their album Get to Heaven. Very good. I swear I've heard of them before, but I can't tell you why. You, you, if you saw the album cover, you might recognize mm, okay. it. It's, like, really colorful. We'll um, talk about this But later. Everything, Everything, Get to Heaven. Um, I've been listening to The Flaming Lips, which I'm sure you've heard of at some point. Sure. Sure? Okay. <laughs> um, for them, I've been listening to oh, yes, um, I'm just, I'm uh, The Soft Bulletin. And for uh, I've been listening to The Strokes because I love I The Strokes. I love Strokes. The Strokes. They're so They're good. They're on my email playlist. They're like my favorite <laughs> rock I band right now. Them. Um, and I've been listening to their album Room on Fire because I've nice. already worn out their first album completely. <laughs> Is this it? Is so good if you haven't listened to it. It's really good. It's incredible stuff. I, I've only heard their first album um, because when I was listening to them, that's it. And then I never yeah. kept updated on them, but. I stand. They're so Room good. Room on Fire, their second album, is a lot like their first. So it's just Solid. more It's more serotonin for you oh, is basically wonderful. what it is. I it's need to start amazing. getting back into it Like, that, there's a week where you're listening to The Strokes and that's all you listen to. Yeah. That yeah. was the that was the other week. <laughs> if that's not enough to get you to want to listen that's to funny. it. That's exactly okay. what it is. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, um, I'm out of time. Zoe's out of time. I so, um, want to go to bed. <laughs> Zoe's going to go to bed at 6 p.m. Um, <laughs> you think I won't? <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for today. Um, thank you for listening to my second podcast. Uh, the name we have figured out is called Seth's Seth Spins. Spins. So wow. super exciting. Wow, Zoe's not impressed. <laughs> you sent it to me and I was like, all right. <laughs> sure, like, okay. whatever. <laughs> and then I wrote it down and I was like, all right, yeah, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> we love an SS. SS. Okay, so that's pretty much it. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Zoe, for being on my podcast. Thanks so much. I really was, appreciate it. I had it. so much fun. Great conversation. I hope everybody listens to this podcast and really enjoys it because I really enjoy it. And that's what I Thank you I want. so much. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I listened to half of the last one and I listened to the whole one of this one. So we're making I hope progress. you did. <laughs> Zoe turned off her ears. <laughs> I do that quite often. But. but yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening. Uh, hope you all have a good day. Bye. Bye.